I'm Jake. I'm Joe. What were we talking about? Shit, shit. So, it's been a couple weeks since we've done an episode. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Joseph yeah. here has been um, working too goddamn much. Yeah. Making me look like a terrible fucking husband and Providing for man. Them, them chitlins. Uh, uh, he has like 192 hours straight. 16, 12-hour shifts. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, I did find out uh, recently, before we jump into our first topic... Um, uh, we, I know one of our listeners. Oh yeah, yeah, Cody Bringle oh. from uh, it, it, well, my friend, and he also does the Circle of Jerks podcast with me and uh, Justin Parsley. Justin Parsley, is that right? Yeah. Yes. And then <laughs> I, uh, know that. I, 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 I don't know why I, I brain farted <laughs> on that so bad. I was like, Justin. Well, we lost Parsley. a listener. Yeah. Then, never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and and Wooten is the other guy in the circle of jerks. Yeah. But Cody uh, told me he likes he likes the show. He actually like can't wait for the episode to come up. And That's... he uh, he liked uh, the other a couple episodes ago when you dropped the random questions on me. Yeah. He said he fucking lost it. <laughs> like he loved it so much. So we might have to bring that old gym out. Yeah, I might have to uh, strum up some some new ones here soon. Just throw out once in a while. Once Every, in a while. Yeah. Maybe not an episode per episode thing, but maybe we'll we'll start bringing that in here and there. I think, um, so I think the first thing, obviously, it's been, what, a month since uh, Avengers Endgame came out. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Pretty sure that the spoiler ban lifted after two weeks. At least, yeah. Um, it might have been, been three weeks. Um, by the way, uh, that's not why we haven't been talking about it. We just... Game of Thrones has been a thing in our lives for the past two or three episodes. So, but we want to talk real quick because we both have actually seen Avengers Endgame. We saw them relatively early on, yep. and we've stewed in our juices a little bit. I'm always stewing in juices. You are. It's kind of gross. I'm, Every time I go to your apartment, it's just like, oh yeah, mm, stinky. <laughs> that is a juicy meatball. Yeah, I don't know why Missy stays with you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm savory. You are savory. <laughs> Smooth. I'm I'm playing like I don't have a crush on this man, but I do. Smooth. Salt My wife juice. really hates it. <laughs> uh, I know what my family thinks I'm gay. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> little man crush here and there that's does fine. a lot of good. It's like it's like you, Ryan Reynolds, Jason Momoa, and that's. <laughs> so, uh, what was your thought? What, overall, what was your thought on Avengers Endgame? Overall, it was a pleasing ending to everything, honestly. I mean... Agreed. Let's uh, move on. Yeah. <laughs> right. Next step. Next no. step. It's like, really, the only couple things that uh, came up that were in any negative light that I had seen or anything was, one, the argument about the time travel and how that worked and whether or not it would be a feasible or didn't cause other paradoxes or problems. And uh, there's a, a good... Good segment by uh, Kyle Hill from Because Science, where he goes through the timeline. He said it was the most most work he ever put into uh, time wise. I haven't watched that one yet. Uh, and he goes through. He basically set with a quantum physics <laughs> professor going through all the different you know ideas and time travel and how that would work and how theirs was 
technically the only plausible option to go back in time. Endgame was? Uh, using quantum physics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the quantum realm, that concept is the only real Feasible. plausible idea that we have for actually going. We know forward time travel is theoretically possible, but backwards time travel is uh, a little more of a hardship. Um, so he kind of goes through that and how that could work out. Um, but yeah, the, the argument with cap going back and joining up with Peggy. Yeah. Um, how that wouldn't have created an alternate future since she was the founder of shield or one of the founders of shield and all that. Well, it depends on when he went back. Well, to the argument was that he <coughs> went into him making that choice fractured into another line of time that was separate and then after her death or passing or he decided to come back at the exact time he left in order to hand off the shield and everything um, I, uh, so that he didn't actually cause a paradox within the timeline that was there see the uh, what I understood I think it was Kevin Feige or no it was the Russo brothers well, I guess the they've Russo's. argued between the three between the writers, writers. Feige and uh, the Russo brothers I, I'm sort of with whoever said I think it was the Russo brothers that that was always, that was always the current timeline. Mm -hmm. It was always in the timeline that they're in that Cap went back and lived his life because there was a moment in uh, Winter Soldier, mm -hmm. I believe, whenever he goes to visit her and she's old and she has mm -hmm. it seems like she has dementia, and then she sort of has this. It seems like a moment of clarity. She's like, "Oh, Steve, you came back." Yeah, and she never. You don't see pictures of her husband. You don't see, you know, hear any mention of who, who he is. So whoever said it said that he, Steve Rogers, was always her husband. Yeah, uh, which I mean, kind of makes it creepy when you made out with Sharon or kissed her, anyways. Yeah, but it was but again, technically in his past. Yeah, so it's not um, really. The only issue I could see there is is if there was you know, children or anything because. What that one that he yeah he dates isn't that is that who you're referring to Peggy oh no. Sharon yeah that's yeah, not yeah, his, okay. his, that would be his niece it would be his niece not his kid okay well so there's no real hiccup there but honestly still niece is a little it's creepy but it's, it's not, not preferably yeah it's, yeah but um so that, so that was kind of the argument which you know they're they're also stating like they're not specifically clear but I mean the ending and him going back to be able to get the dance with her and all that kind of stuff is it's a satisfying ending regardless yeah. if there is some plot holes that show up and cause problems in future exactly. installments um the only other thing that I had seen fairly that was kind of a it was understood, but kind of looked at slightly negatively. Was the um, how they handled Thor. Thor's PTSD uh, situation, yeah. or or I did, his yeah, trauma? They, I saw the a video um, of uh, what what uh, what culture, right? Is that I who did the so. video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they did a video talking about um, they did all this brilliant work over the course of the movies with Tony Stark showing his PTSD, his struggle with. Having panic attacks, having panic attacks, and having having this the weight of being a superhero, yeah. a very human thing, mm -hmm. uh, for this extraordinary person, um, and then yeah. some people, it, it seems like it's a very slim amount of people mm -hmm. uh, view it as uh, undoing it by making almost playing yeah. Thor's depression up for laughs. Yeah. And they, they kind of talked about specifically the scene in Iron Man 3 in which 
he's starting to have a panic attack when a kid comes up and asks him about the him wormhole. going through the wormhole. And uh, Rhodey is, is asking him, going like, are you okay? Are you all right? Are you all right? And he runs out to go into the Iron Man suit to check his... Uh, all his stuff. His, his, his uh, vitals. vitals. <clears throat> and they're saying, basically, he has a panic attack. Well, in this one, Thor's having a similar issue in Asgard, and Rocket just slaps him, which was, you know, kind of a trope of a long time. And... Yeah. and Obviously, but that's not what rockets, him out though. No, and he doesn't necessarily. It doesn't necessarily fix him. No, but it, it, it was uh, just kind of a, a concert. Which Rocket isn't Rhodey. He doesn't have a lot of uh, experience with experience Thor. with people in general. Yeah, or like the relationship. Yeah. Anyways, he's with, still building that. So yeah. I mean, it's understood. But yeah, like a lot of people <clears> were happy that they did. You know, choose to make him heavier set, but and they didn't like. Oh, your problems are away because you and you get thinner. Yeah, because or because you got thinner. Yeah, I was a little worried they were gonna do that. Whenever like it, just as soon as he had Mjolnir yeah. and um, uh, Stormbreaker, I was like, they're gonna thin him out. Yeah, and they didn't. I was yeah. like, okay, cool. Yeah, and so a lot of people did find like so it counted it basically with, like Volstag. Like he, that's what he looked like. He looked like yeah. Volstag, uh, uh, one of the Warriors Three. Yeah. Um. And uh, they were talking about like him going into his full on, you know, Viking with the braided beard and so badass looking, um, and just being a little heavier set and whatnot, which it it works out in the film. And yeah, it is played for some levity because it is kind of a, a rough story, which is needed for the pacing and everything. Um, but yeah, that was the only thing that I had seen from other people. Um, but I understand even in that video, you know, he was like, I understand why they did it. It's just, yeah. it, I, and like, I didn't, like I, like I said, I didn't really bump into it that much. I, I, there honestly wasn't anything I really had an issue with overall. The only thing I kind of ran into was, um, uh, Nebula. Her shooting herself. Yeah. But again, I, I kind of reasoned myself in. That whenever the 2014 Nebula came to the current timeline, it fractured the timeline, created an alternate timeline, so that it was no longer her it, past it self that she killed. It was an alternate yeah. version. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, that's... Well, as soon as they captured Nebula, I think it fractured it into an alternate. Yeah. Well, the way uh, Kyle Hill was talking about it is essentially it's a rope where they took two ends of it and then they twisted it to fray it. So you have thousands of paths to the same points in time but how you got there was completely different. Yeah. So that this one and this one aren't necessarily the same. They're of the same rope, but they're not the same strand. Right. So they don't necessarily affect each other or create that time loop or a paradox in that way. I think, um, <coughs> but, uh, a little scratchy throated yeah. there, fella. I've had this cough for like two years. <laughs> and it's I, it's like know, periodically it gets worse and it gets better. It's just, it's this is my shitty. life now. This is what I live with. <laughs> Uh, I don't even smoke anymore, so it's Ricola. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, overall, yeah, I thought it was a great ending, a very satisfying ending to this fucking what eleven year story, twenty two twenty two episodes of a TV show, basically. <laughs> um, and uh, so, what was your what was your favorite moment in the in the uh, movie? Hmm. Uh, you got one. You go first. I'll think about it. I honestly I can't lie there's three well pick one no I won't this is my show <laughs> my uh, so do it live uh, do it live fuck it do it live <laughs> we just found out we're not really good with scripts anyway so <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so the first moment I would say if I had okay if I had to rank them let's go with that top three moments uh-huh. um, 
See, that's it's so easy to pick like favorite moments from this movie rather than least favorites. Like, yeah, oh yeah. So favorite moments, uh, top three, I would say. Number three would be uh, Captain America wielding Mjolnir. That was that was. I knew it. That was such a cool moment. Like, uh, I me me and Michelle had literally talked about like, um. I can't remember what brought it up, but we were talking about going to see Endgame and brought up um, other characters. Cause she, oh, I think she brought up Vision lifting Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. And I said something. I had heard a rumor that maybe Cap lifts it. And uh, and she said, well, doesn't that, isn't that kind of ruined because they already showed Vision mm-hmm. lifting it? And I said, not really. I said, because Cap's a human. Yeah. And But we talked about that. But that, that moment, he's just... I mean, you see it lift up and then fucking hit Thanos. Oh, my God, dude. I... Did you uh, <coughs> see the explanation too with uh, the Russo brothers discussing that they had it in their own head canon that he could lift it within the first time he did it, but he refused to he lift it completely polite. because he didn't want to shatter kind of Thor's ego about him being the only one that was worthy to lift, worthy it. To lift it. Yeah, I think uh, I kind of like that because it, it seems to fit. And actually. you see Thor kind of look at him and like, watch, watch him yeah. lift it or move it. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's right. In, the, in Age of Ultron, whenever they do it and uh, you see him, he moves it. Mm-hmm. And then he looks. And he's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, it's almost like uh, do you, you watch The Office, right? Yeah, it was the moment whenever uh, he was asking Hall, uh, Michael was asking Holly to marry him, and then he had everybody ask her to marry them, yeah. and got to Ryan. He's like, "Will you marry me?" And she said, "No." And he's like, "He's the only one I was worried about." That's what I'm, <laughs> I'm like. So he's, he's cat left it, and he's like, "He's the only one I was worried about." Uh, but no, that moment I thought was fucking breathtaking. Like it was yeah, incredible. Um, uh, next one was Avengers Assemble. Yeah, get the line. Oh my god! Like I even talking about right now, I got chills. Like <laughs> it's it's a toss up, like that whole moment, but like the lead up to it with the on your left. Yeah, it like legit brought a tear to my eye. Like I was like, oh my god, they did it! Like this is this feels so satisfying. Uh, and then honestly, the the la- the you know, kind of the last moment of the movie, Tony Stark snapping his yeah. fingers. That was so satisfying so good yeah so you hear they had to like bring him back in to uh record that line because they didn't have a line for him to say there and he didn't want to do it at first because uh he was like it's it's too difficult to get back into that emotional headspace of me dying there and doing all this and get all the makeup to match exact and yeah and they they were like you got to do it you got to do it and he, they eventually talk him talk him into doing that but they didn't have a line there when how they do they not have the line it seems so, even it michelle had brought up before. so obvious yeah but. michelle had brought up she's like there should be a point in this movie where we're uh in the end game before we even to see like where he, he says i am iron man otherwise what's the point yeah i'm like that's kind of true i kind of felt that way too and then like as soon Verbatim. as thanos he's like he is like i am inevitable and then you get the line. He's like, and I am Iron Man. And I was like, oh, shit. I love the, the set of memes with uh, Doctor Strange holding up the one finger and they give all the alternates that he probably could have <laughs> yeah. done. Like, no, I meant just take one stone and he couldn't do, uh, couldn't undo anything. <laughs> just, just take the time stone and turn him into a child. Like, this solves everything. That was another good moment. Like, it, it was... take, it, take it up up to Captain Marvel. <laughs> fly away. He can't fly. You know, things like that. It, it was, it, I thought that was so a good funny. moment too. It was just the simple, the simplicity of just Doctor Strange holding up one finger. Yeah, and looking, was... uh, upset yeah like because he knew knew what he had to do yeah. and that was the only circumstance um, what about you favorite 
Um, well, for me, I mean, the most emotional scene for me, and this is generally in most... It got me. Like, the whole movie got me. Yeah. But the one that, you know, and this is in most movies with me because I'm kind of a misanthropic, except for when it comes to my uh, The daddy daughters. feels. Yeah, my daddy feels. Yeah. Um, so the uh, the I love you 3000, I blubbered a bit. Uh, yeah, that was... Because of, you know, his... his, his and it was so scene. sincere. Like, it was so real. Yeah. And I guess that came from Robert Downey Jr.'s son would tell him that. It said, I love you 3000. Well, and I heard someone saying that the uh, culmination of all the films are 3000 minutes almost exactly. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, I yeah, saw that. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, that, that was kind of, you know, and then happy sitting there with her and like your dad likes cheeseburgers too and all that kind of moment and I was like, yeah, oh, but, I forgot about that. And yeah. Because of, you know, first thing he wanted was a sandwich yeah. from Burger King. That was, um, I had to explain that to somebody at work. Uh, about because they said uh, something about oh because they were talking about it was a callback to whenever Robert Downey Jr. had a shitty job as a at a burger joint. I'm like, like he never had a shitty. I was like, our, yeah, when I get maybe Robert Downey Jr. did at yeah, one Robert point, Downey Jr. Did. But I was like, no, it's a callback to the first Iron Man movie. Yeah. It was it was so perfect, yeah. but they did, and that was and it was hard. I mean. Because that part made me like cry, yeah, like sniffle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Spider Man's uh, return, whenever they hugged, mm-hmm. got me. Mm-hmm. Spider Man's reaction, whenever Tony died, like I believed his reaction more than I did Pepper's. Yeah. Um. On even the elevator scene, mm-hmm. in uh, when they go to bed, go to twenty twelve. Yeah. Got me a little teary eyed. Like I was <laughs> such a good callback. It's so perfect. Yeah, from when he fights everyone. In yeah. There. But yeah that, and then the Hail Hydra a, moment. Yeah. Like, which was a, a tie into to the, the comic, comic book when people got but that was a moment everybody fucking loved in the movie. Like they were mm-hmm. like, Oh my god, they did it perfectly. I'm like, Y'all hated when he did it in the comics though. Yeah. But it was for real in the comics. Yeah, yeah, but well, he was Hydra at that point, yeah. <laughs> uh, Captain Hydra. But yeah, I mean, uh, that obviously was 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 the most emotional scene for me. Yeah, this 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 motherfucker here is supposed to be my rock when we go see movies because he knows I get emotional about shit. Yeah. So like we go to see Logan, yeah. And uh, I'm like, all right, because I knew like I'm gonna cry. Yeah. I'm I knew it. I'm like, if I have Joseph there, I'll fucking nut up, <laughs> and I'll be a man, and I'll not a man can't cry, but like, <laughs> but like I was I like, I won't show the emotion. Yeah, I, I won't show emotion. So I was, I was like, I have Joseph there. He'll be good. He'll be my rock. Gets to the scene at the end of the movie whenever fucking Logan's eye will go over and there's a fucking tear rolling down this <laughs> motherfucker's eye. And I'm like, God oh, damn it. Played it off though. There's, there's no sniffles, no blubbering. Yeah, just, it was, a it was, single it just a tear. single tear. It was like the, you know, the Indian, the Native American on the side of the road with the trash. That's what it was. Yeah. Got that. Um, so speaking of, of satisfying endings, let's talk about not so satisfying endings. <laughs> Um, Game of Thrones, man. We know, we know, we know. Uh, all right. So, prior to the the, the finale, Joseph texted me. He said he had read a leak, and uh, this dude basically was like, he was trying to get me to watch the show well before I started watching the show. And then he's like, he's like, if I never watch it, I'm fine. Like he he wasn't even really super happy about the idea of watching. Like, all right, so what the fuck is it? So he I- tells me what it is, and it's. Exactly. Pretty verbatim. much, pretty much yeah. what happens. There's some things that are a little different, but like, um, that he tells me about uh, is going to happen uh, in the thing. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. I'm gonna. I'm taking it. I'm okay. using it forever. Anyways, <laughs> um, they <laughs> they don't know what's going on here. It's anyways. 
Um, lost my train of thought. Oh, so he tells me, you know, he was something that, you know, John kills Danny. Drogon flies off with Danny after, I think it said uh, scorching Danny. Uh, but it was the throne in in the show. I might have worded it that way because yeah. I thought like it was they burned together, or like he burned her and then took. The yeah, because it does say she was on the throne. Well, it, I think that was I. I wrote it to you that way, out, but, it, but I think that misread was just, it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, me interpreting because I read like three iterations okay. of that same leak. So that were worded different. They um. So he's telling me that I'm like, okay, that yeah, I mean, that's about where I thought I was gonna go, and he was like, and then they choose Bran to be king. I'm like. What? <laughs> yeah. You lost me there. Yeah. Oddly enough, for that entire finale, that's the one thing I had the least problem with. Well, that and Jon Snow's ending. Yeah. Um, that's the one thing I didn't like because, like, I was like, oh, okay, well, because Tyrion explained it fairly well. Yeah. Why he should be my, yeah, my, which you know is the the line everyone kind of keeps making the joke about is who has a better story than Bran? Literally anybody else. Which literally most of them. I, but I think it's um, but I, I understand. Yeah, it's by that it he is. has the stories of all of which, all of Westeros. That's what I was saying. Like if you if you were to like Bran, who has this slight omniscience, uh, which it never goes into enough to really be able to argue like oh did he know exactly things were going to happen or if he said something would it change the timeline and if he changed the timeline would it cause a bad result it doesn't really go into that to where you can necessarily say like oh well he could have saved everyone on king's landing and everything would have worked out better yeah because we don't know but the idea of saying like the person who has the history of all the people of westeros is the most fit to be king because he knows all the history and he knows each individual person's emotions or problems that he can call, call on for experience that makes a, a into you know a good king essentially but uh yeah just kind of the way they they played off and him with the line of like why do you think i would have came here you know kind of makes yeah, it seem why, a little why smug. I come all this way like it kind of seems like what a dick a little smug like yeah i've let you all burn i was get- <laughs> someone posted the uh thing he says and uh, i think it's season one after finding out about his legs and stuff, he's like, I'll never be lord of anything. And <laughs> yeah. then, he, then he becomes king. King, king. be all right. Um, have you seen the uh, poster from the first season that people were yeah, talking about? Yeah, with the fucking the, uh, the raven, raven on, him, on the throne with him. That's actually kind of cool. I never noticed yeah. it before. I mean, is it I, legit? Like, is that really the... No, they didn't know that he was going to be king until like... No, no, I meant like years. that was... That the, poster the, was the yeah. Yeah, poster, but... Um, yeah, it wasn't necessarily as foreshadowed as people you know, wanted to be. Yeah, yeah, that's like I mean, same people uh, talking about Arya and her arc, and like saying like every time she points a sword, it was exactly all the way up to season one or two. Um, but they didn't know they were going to do Arya until the start of season seven of filming season seven. I think they said no, they knew season six. Well, they said three years. I think they mean season because there's a, a lot of people like in that documentary last night, they would talk about years, but I think they're talking about because they kept saying eight years, but it's been on for. Well, they've been working on it for ten. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess it could have been. It, it, it might years. be season six still, but I mean that's still not foreshadowing in season one. No, it's really no, no, not what at I'm, all. Yeah, it was. People, I'm, yeah, people. It, that's kind of a problem. That's been a problem with the show, by a lot of people, is that they. They over-interpret things yeah. on the show. Not to say they don't foreshadow things oh, on the show. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. they do, but like, or did. Um, <laughs> uh, not 
everything has to mean something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where, yeah, I know. I, there was a promo. <laughs> that dress was ruffled in a certain way. It means Sansa's yeah, going to be the queen of the North. There was a promo with uh, a blue eye, and people were like, enhance. <laughs> enhance. <laughs> There's a slight deformation in the top left corner. That means that this part of the map is going to be destroyed. Like, yeah, they go into it. Like, yeah, that's this. it's kind of um, ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Um, but overall, I mean, what was your, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean for me too, like I, I, I had issues with the plot holes and the pacing and, you know, like a lot of people did this season, um, in that there was a lot of character moments where the characters betrayed a lot of experience they'd gained and went back to a naive version of themselves in order to cause problems to create drama for me. Yeah. And that, that bothered me a lot more than anything else. Um, but the fact that the ending and the season overall, honestly, like I know how much work they would have had to put into it. And for (coughs) a show that's been so, uh, looked forward to and theorized over and everything else to even get a mediocre kind of response is kind of an achievement. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's I to mean, even make people go like, okay, that's an ending. This like, show has I can been, accept it. This show has been pretty much universally loved up until season seven. About yeah, that's about where people start to kind of like, well, the storytelling is not as good as it once was, which is it happens in TV shows. It's just what happens. And but the people, this is what irritates me so much: the people doing a petition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I, okay, petitions don't do shit. Let's just the only petition, and it's not even a petition, was the Sonic movie. <laughs> And that yeah. was warranted because it yeah. was such a <laughs> terrible design. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't a petition. It was just people like, that looks awful. I'm not going to go see this movie. <laughs> yeah. So, and I will, I'm, I'm just going to go out right now. I'll go watch that movie in theaters. I will fucking support that movie now because they pushed it back. They're taking a chance of losing money. Yeah. To go redesign it for the fans who, you At know, least have an issue with Yeah. With something, but like the fans who are like, uh, that leads gives some credibility to them. Yeah, like yeah, the, the 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 fans who are like Benioff and uh, Weiss, 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 whatever, Weiss, um, are Vi- in- DB Weiss. Are, are we the baddies? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did like that that little meme. <laughs> um, are uh, um, incompetent writers? No. I'm like, no, yeah, for fucking six, seven, six seasons, they gave us great TV another season of pretty okay TV and then this season of Game of Thrones yeah. doesn't mean they're incompetent. It just means no. they should have taken their time on this season a little bit. Yeah. That's my big hang up I on mean, it. It was rushed. And obviously they had more of George R. R. Martin's uh, input and even like this last he season. He had his... Well, it, what he said it was like this last season he hadn't really been involved at all because he's been trying to not take on the side projects while this working on the, the, the uh, sixth book. But so they didn't really have his input in a lot of things. Um, they there wasn't obviously any text to really come off of either, besides a rough outline they had, that he'd give them of the ending uh, a couple seasons ago. Um, so, and and like I said, like when you're trying to uh, smash that much into it, like I said, my my problem more so was just like you know, like I said, some of the issues that caused drama that weren't warranted. Like one of the main drives of enjoyment for the earlier seasons for me is that a lot of people were making smart moves, trying, you know, things that were 
chances that you know could backfire but they were doing smart moves to try to outplay one another and sometimes it backfired sometimes it didn't whereas this they made kind of dumb choices that backfired on them <laughs> and so it's it's like you're not even you're not learning or yeah. gaining from things and um john saying a lot of the whole I don't want it. Yeah. She's our queen. Yeah. Kind of. He didn't have much really in lines or. It's unfortunate. Or even screen. Like much the, Aeg- the Aegon Targaryen bit really went nowhere. It was um, pointless to even bring know, it up. Yeah. Arya um, didn't really. Get anything after killing the Viking. Which I mean that's a huge moment. Yeah. If, but okay, she didn't use any of her uh, assassin training. Her faceless, or like faceless like, man. Yeah. So like. Okay. So my big problem. I have two huge problems with this season the final season um and they're not even i guess they're not really huge overall but like it was rushed mm-hmm. hbo offered them yeah a full season even two seasons if i remember right well they wanted initially them to do 10 and they said they wouldn't go over seven seasons yeah ever and then they decided to do an eighth season but they were going to do a half season or yeah. know, six episodes but they uh, they shortened but, season seven also. But it was offered to them they could have as long as they wanted, basically to close the story how it needed to be closed. Mm-hmm. They opted not to for whatever reason. I guess maybe they thought they could do it, but it, it was rushed. In any case, mm-hmm. everything was rushed. Uh, I didn't think Danny's arc was rushed. I thought it was fine. I wish he'd acted a little bit more maniacal after. Well, they were you know they were they talk a little bit about you know one. The person who is being the tyrant generally thinks they're justified in doing the right thing, and that yeah, the and only she person. did sound very con- like very. Uh, um, yeah, she said she watched a couple Hitler rallies to to get get the. Uh, she's doing it at in front of a green screen. That whole, you know. But she which, like her talking um, to John was like. I guess yeah. I guess it doesn't make sense because she was very sincere. That she, she believed what she was saying, and um i did like the moment like you can see the moment whenever she says they don't get to choose mm-hmm. and that's where it kind of clicks for john where he's like he's I like can't change can't, her yeah this is who she is and that's what's gonna be um uh i but i didn't think she ever i thought she was rushed and especially when Tyrion in the last episode explained why mm-hmm. she's gonna continue because she's killed people but they were bad people so we cheered her on mm-hmm. so she's been encouraged the entire time to kill the, her enemies yeah. or torture them that's what she's gonna keep doing because she's a tyrant. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have that big of an issue, but Jamie's arc being just literally wow. buried, yeah, so disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Like, just I can't believe it. Like, they it was the one thing I was looking forward to. Yeah, that's and that's <laughs> like he was gonna die. I knew he was gonna yeah. die. That was fine. I was okay with that. But he, that's that's it's a, it really it, like it legitimately upsets me because it's like. That guy gave so many great performances in this show. He did such a good job of taking a character you fucking hate it mm-hmm. for like the first two seasons, and then it starts to turn in the third. It's it's like I mean, it was the slowest burn mm-hmm. to a hero, and it was so good. And then he was like, "No, nah, I love Cersei." Now nah, I mean, yeah, he died in the arms of the woman he loved. That's fine. God damn it, this thing. Um, you don't get a rolly chair. Uh, I don't, yeah, no, I'm really bad with that. I need to. There you go. Uh, but he did. He did such a good job. But they, I mean, like, yeah, he he went back. He did die with his queen. Died for yeah. her. He did love her. Which he was honorable because that was a woman he loved and he knew it. Well, it's also an opposition to the king slaying. He 
saved the queen. The queen, the queen saved her. Tried to. Tried he obviously to, yeah. did. Which, you know, that five foot gap people joke about. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> could have just moved. The thing, too, like with, with Jamie, like, and, and, this is something that always worries me about an ending of a, a book or a movie is because it can unravel the whole story for you. Yeah. So now like the whole time you're going to have the rewatch value and diminished a little bit because you're like, well, every time you see going nowhere. Jamie's arc, you're going like this never pays off. Yeah. You're, you're getting more <laughs> upset watching it now. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I like John's ending. He was actually, I mean, he, he was goes the, to the north to become a lumberjack. Yeah, basically, <laughs> he, he's Dexter. No. Um, I think he was the only character I was like, yeah, I want him to have a happy ending. Yeah, like he's done, and that's what uh, I, I sent you the thing. Like somebody wrote an article. I can't remember what website it was, but they wrote an article. It was like the ending, uh, John Snow's ending. Explained. I'm like, did it need explained? <laughs> like I thought that was like the was, most cut and dry one. A lot of people were arguing about the idea of. Uh, the gate closing behind him since they don't necessarily need to close the gate because the wildlings are allowed south and there are no more others or white walkers um then there's no need to close the gate so they were saying like the gate closing was more of a send-off like the night's watch were saying like we know what you've done the wildlings here know what you've done go be free go be free we're not going to keep you and force you to stay here and serve yeah um which a lot of people also argued, which I think is kind of an interesting ending because I mean he doesn't he doesn't want it, but he also has Tormund there, there who's kind of a hype man, um, basically, yeah. But they're saying uh, that he is a madman. He essentially takes Mance Raider's uh, role as the the king beyond the wall. He does, and and so that's that's a nice touch. And obviously he's there with Tormund and uh, what's really cool that I wish they would have had is in the book. There is a wildling woman uh, where before it kind of ends off, who's like a super badass who like ghosts really enjoys. And they like, they essentially are, she's like a princess of the wildlings and they kind of hit it off Mm. to where, uh, it's a love interest, and uh, that would have been nice to have him go off to. Um, also, so you to, can still see a a, a, a romantic <laughs> ending that didn't end in a dead person in his arms. Um, would have yeah. been would have been good. Um, <laughs> one of the my favorite parts of the story arc for him is that he essentially says in the, in the beginning book and whatnot that he never goes to the brothels or anything like that because he didn't want to ever sleep with anyone that he was related to since he didn't know who his mother was. And yeah, then, and then that doesn't turn out well for him. It really doesn't. So it's, uh, it's really a nice. Fuck you to John that like out of two people, he decides to sleep with one, one, was ends, his up, aunt. <laughs> one ends up being his aunt anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean overall, Poor I mean, it was it could have been a better ending, but it could have been way way worse. Yeah. So I'm not super upset with it. It just certain things irked me. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's I mean that was my that that's my that's my take on Game of Thrones season eight. What about is that? I mean, that, like I said, yeah. I mean, it it's it adequate and it serves its purpose as an ending, and it's not again. It's kind of an achievement for it to even be okay you know that works like i don't hate it i don't love it but it's with that many expectations and how many theories i'd had about what's going to happen or how it's going to play out or what it should play out based on the foreshadowing like in order for them to have surprised me at all 
would have you know been an achievement yeah. and even to come where it's like i don't hate it because i think if john had won and danny's had died or danny had won and john had died you know or uh any people had planned for that and they wouldn't have been excited and one group or the other is gonna hate it like there's gonna be a group that's gonna hate the ending of the show regardless of yeah. what happens it wasn't gonna matter it was that's um, just what it was um the one thing that I did say to someone was like, I want someone to take the offer to rule the galaxy. You know, like once like, it's like the Vader moment that Dana has like, join me, join me, be my husband. Me and you will rule, you know, all the lands. I just wanted to see him in the full, like Targaryen armor riding. Kind of would have been cool. <laughs> and just, yeah. All right. This is my, maybe destiny. that's an ending. They filmed this. This is my destiny. We're going to go, you know, be together and, and rule the world. It was like, you know, I want Luke to be like, you know what? Fuck those rebels. Let's let's do this. Let's do it. You know? Yeah. So I want that them to take it once. Yeah. Let's just I want the goes. I want the really negative ending. The ending. I want what the Night King just sits on the throne at the yeah. end, and everybody's just fucking I, White Walkers. I constantly joke that like if HBO does just like kills everyone off like within or like it's like John and Danny run into a cave, run, just being chased by White Walkers, and then George R. R. Martin just shoots him, and then burns the scripts to wins a winner, and and laughs maniacally. And just laughs maniacally that they'll have my money in subscription. Oh forever. yeah, forever. <laughs> it's like just for just for having the balls to be like, you know, fuck you guys. Like I would, I would actually, I would unsubscribe, <laughs> and then resubscribe, and then get another email and subscribe again. Yeah, you guys here, just take all my, take it all, take my money. Um, you win. <laughs> So I think with all that being said, I think we actually, because we want to start doing uh, sort of like a and a sort of thing with our uh, our peeps, you know. Uh, so like I, I put something out on our Instagram about uh, asking questions. We had a lot of people interacting and a lot of people liking the pictures, the video rather, but nobody asking questions. So I just started fucking texting people like, just ask a goddamn question, you know. <laughs> like it was, I was like, son of a bitch, somebody. Do it. Um, so I got some questions. They're basically from family and friends. Do it. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> <laughs> sorry about this cough, guys. Seriously, it's fucking irritating me. <laughs> so like a twelfth uh, like century judge over there. <laughs> uh, Yo, little Nixon. The headless body of Agnew. <laughs> <laughs> so my mother. Asked me that. Asked, Mom, asked this mommy right. Overton. Since most people did not like the uh, the last season of Game of Thrones, especially the ending, do you think anyone will watch any of the spinoffs or prequels? Absolutely. Yeah, they got they've. I mean, they've. That's just money in the bag. Uh, uh, the obvious. I think we know that they're in the prequel. That's we're the, building the, all the wall. Of them are prequels are uh, they? Yeah, yeah. They they have no intention of doing anything that's a spinoff of the. It characters. Really feels like they were gonna do Arya. Yeah, they've they've said that. That seems like the most natural one. Yeah, a lot of people want that, but uh, uh, George has no intention of like them doing anything. Like that's its story. It's West of Westeros. Yeah, which everyone, Bran, do you know what's West of Westeros? Yeah, it's uh, this. You just go back around to Essos. Oh, all right, cool. I don't. That's it. Just falls off the earth. (laughs) Yeah. But no, uh, they're doing one that he was initially calling The Long Night, which is the story 5,000 years ago about the first uh, invasion of the White Walkers, essentially, that okay. where Azor High defeats uh, the White Walkers, which I think they have um, Nicole Kidman uh, pegged to it already. Naomi Watts. Is it Naomi Watts? Yeah. Maybe I misread it. And then, um, it could be. They're doing three prequels. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, 
but I think it's now tenderly titled. <clears throat> yeah, that's the. <laughs> that's the. <clears throat> it's uh, titled uh, Blood Moon currently. That's kind of cool. Yeah, um, which is supposed to be essentially the uh, f- right after the Age of Heroes, which is basically the groups of people that founded the initial houses of Stark, Aaron, uh, all of that. Basically, the Land the Clever, who becomes uh, Lannisters. And things like that that founded the initial houses, and then right after that is where the Long Night started. Okay. Um, so you'll see the first man and the Andals uh, groups interacting with the children of the forest, and then uh, probably fighting the children of the forest until the long they they create the White Walkers. I assume is where the story. The other two that are up for um, are getting made uh, essentially are going to be from the book Fire and Blood, which is the first 150 years of the 300-year Targaryen reign, um, which I assume they're going to do Aegon's Conquest, the initial unifying of the Seven Kingdoms under Aegon Targaryen and his two sisters, Visenya and Rhaenys. And uh, the other one, I assume, will be the Dance of Dragons, which is a skirmish between uh, a daughter of the king who was named heir and a son of a second marriage who uh, a lot of the people deem that true heir because he's a male and she was deemed heir before he had any more children, but he never had revoked it. So those two sides of the family basically go to war with each other while on Dragonback, and it's what ends up killing a good majority of the Targaryen dragons. Okay. Um, so I, I believe that's probably the two biggest stories from the The that best book. way to do these prequels is to go as far back as possible, just yeah. because... <coughs> they said they were, were talking about five, um, which if they do another, they'll probably do uh, the Tales of Dunk and Egg. See, I'd only heard three. Well, they said they had five up for option. Okay. But three had been approved to do, and one's getting, you know, in pre production. Um, but yeah, I think my old, I always hang up with a lot of prequels is that we know the ending of it. But if you go far enough yeah. back, you don't really. Yeah. You do, well, but you don't. Well, like The Long Night, there's no written story. Right. So this is going to be all new. You know, um, you know. ultimately, the White Walkers get pushed back. Yeah, we know that Azor Ahai, or the last hero, defeats But it'll be which, the story of the adventure that is what's important. Hopefully, my buddy will get his wish, and he'll get uh, White Walkers on giant ice spiders, Ugh. which is a, uh image from the uh, Long Night. I don't ever see that. That sounds uh, awful. <laughs> I don't want to ever see that. But my yeah. um, mother also did ask... She said, uh, also, does uh, Big Bang Theory remind you of your group at all? <laughs> and as much as it pains me to say, yeah, kind of. I mean, yeah, I, I could see the... Uh, Relatively smart nerds. with But with less laughs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're like Big Bang Theory, but... And and no one's as much of an asshole as Sheldon. <laughs> exactly. That's not the reason. Outwardly, I, I did. Outwardly. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I did actually start watching the show like a few years ago because she kept saying that it reminded her of yeah. us. So I was like, I gotta check this out, and I watched it. And it I, I thought it was funny, but then it kind of ran its course, and I, mean, I got bored with there's, it. There's a reason why. Obviously, it's been around as long as it has. They're the highest paid, you know, uh, sitcom, I believe. The they time. beat out Friends. I be, yeah, I believe so. Uh, for the actors. Um, I mean, and it's got its the the problem I always have is like 
people like my dad watch it and i know he's not getting like a schrodinger's cat reference like, right so i'm like what are you what are he's you, just cho- you're, you're chuckling you're, along you're chuckling at the fact that the audience is chuckling the soundtrack's going but uh you just, muppet stuff like that. look how nerdy these guys are um but uh my sister amanda uh, she asked, I'm going to just put the names in cause she was trying to be spoiler free. Uh-huh. Uh, so what do you think, uh, about, uh, Tony Stark's death was, or, uh, Black Widow's death in Endgame was kind of ignored in the end and the, and Tony Stark's wasn't, uh, but since they were both main characters, yeah. um, Tony's was more important. It was a good closing oh. to the story, but it is kind of irksome. It's irksome in the fact that people had been pushing for a Black Widow film for all this time, and, and they're then, finally getting it. And yeah, and but they they kill her off. Um, the thing is, like they, they kind of have a whole segment of mourning for her in the middle of the film after her death, where yeah. Hulk throws uh, a, a bench. Bench. I was gonna say a chair, and I was like, no, that was a little bit. But uh, throws a bench, <laughs> and they and then they do touch on it again with. Um, Scarlet Witch and uh, Hawkeye standing next to each other and kind of talking about Vision and um, so I guess they do touch on it. It's just, but it, it's, it's it didn't not have the grandeur where you you're seeing her actual <clears throat> funeral ceremony right. and like which she didn't really have anyone but them. Yeah. Um, whereas Tony has his family and then is you know he also was a business. Uh, CEO for a long but he also was the backbone of the uh, of the MCU MCU, as a whole but like uh, of the team Um, but yeah I mean it was a little irksome because it did it felt like they snided her a little yeah Um, so yeah it was kind of irritating but I mean I guess it made sense Tony was a bigger character than her Mm -hmm. Um, if they hadn't announced the Black Widow movie prior to that it really would have felt like shut the fuck up you're not getting the movie yeah but uh, they're getting the movie. They're getting it set between um, Civil War and Infinity War. Yeah, and ju- jump back into that. The uh, you see the the joke about um, how Cap had to have got the uh, stones back, like him one meeting Red Skull and realizing there was Red Skull there, and <laughs> yeah, then having yeah. to deal with that. Like we don't get to see that. And then why don't also, we get a miniseries? And then also him going back and him having to inject Natalie Portman with the either <laughs> yeah. again. Like, hold on a second. Come here. Like <laughs> I did I did I was listening to something the other day and they That's they brought stuff. up the fact that like so what happens to Red Skull after somebody takes a soul stone? Does he get to go back and be like you know, live a life? Or is he stuck there on Vormir forever? So like they said the this whole scenario of like Cap goes back and he just puts the soul stone back and just sucks uh Red Skull back to be the guardian of uh the soul stone. Like how upset yeah. like he's like, God damn it. I just bought new furniture. <laughs> but uh yeah, I, I wish we'd get like a mini series on that. That'd be kinda of yeah. fucking cool. But yeah, yeah. Um going over to Star Wars world. Jackson, my nephew. Uh literally told you it was family and friends. Um uh, he said, predictions for Rise of Skywalker. Do you think... Uh, oh, he wants to know what our predictions for Rise of Skywalker are. Well, I know uh, what... D, uh, David and Dan are fo- doing the follow-up trilogy to this, correct? Yeah. Um, because they're also talking about doing a Knights of the Old Republic storyline. 
Wait, oh, uh, what they're what the Game of Thrones boys are doing are not is not a follow up. It's well, a separate trilogy altogether. It's gonna be a separate trilogy. It's so maybe based it's in the, Star Wars world, but it's not. Okay, so is it the Rise of the? Because um, I know no. they're okay that they they're doing that. Uh, no, they're doing. I heard they're doing that. I don't believe that uh, Weiss and uh, Benioff are doing it. Hello. <laughs> it um, does make sense that they would be the ones to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's got pre-worked material. <laughs> you, know, you kind of pigeonhole them at that point, but like, uh, it does seem like their material, right? Like that would yeah. be the best fit for them. But yeah. I also kind of want to see an original uh, Star Wars story um, from those guys because I think they could give us something pretty, uh, pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, what worked on X Men Origins Wolverine? They did. Yeah. Oh, well, that's upsetting. Yeah, so which maybe, made me question their writing all skills. All right, I'm a little upset now. <laughs> Fuck. I think it was... Uh, all right, HBO, you need to go back and redo season eight again. <laughs> I take everything You I'm know what? Said. Take it back to season one. Just start over. <laughs> just start over. Um, as long as you get Sean Bean back. Yeah, that's and, all matters. And, uh, and you know what? Just, just let Sean Bean play uh, Jon Snow this time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jon John Snow and uh, we'll have uh, Peter Dinklage back. We'll yeah, see you. that's it. Mm, we're good um, which i think was the only two that they said like they like no one else needs the audition if you want this part yeah it was for those two um but for as for rise of skywalker uh i think we talked about this a little bit before i think um that uh the reference of rise of skywalker is going to be uh uh the rise of a new religious order it's going to be the end of the Sith, the end of the Jedi, and Skywalker are going to, is going to be what they call people who are Force-sensitive and trained in the ways of the Force. I can, um, see, that. I can see that. I mean, it does kind of uh, play to that with the young boy um, mm-hmm. playing with the broom like a lightsaber. And, and he uh, has Peace Force-sensitive, clearly. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, they could definitely do that. Obviously, they're gonna focal point is gonna be Ray and Kylo. It looks like um, in their relationship. Yeah, in their relationship, and possibly Palpatine's return, which I assume could be the big, the big baddie at the end. Yeah, um, I heard the Snoke might return as well. Yeah, in some fashion. Um, assuming probably some sort of flashback. Some people say that it was a hologram. They got cut yeah. in half. I don't. I mean, just like uh, Luke, essentially. Yeah, but maybe a more physical representation. Yeah, I, I don't think that's accurate. Manifestation. I do think something Snoke and Palpatine. I think there's something there between those two. I think that's that's what we're gonna get. But Palpatine, I'm still kind of baffled. Like you brought up the clone, all the clone stuff yeah, with the extended universe, but I don't. I don't know if they'll do that because it is kind of a little complicated to to jam into a the final Skywalker movie. <sighs> Um, they also talked about, because uh, well, in the initial, the book that is, I think, canon of the, the storyline, they mention um, a young boy with like the marking or whatever on his head that's supposed to be kind of Snoke-like. Um, and there's also a whole run in the extended universe um, pre this where he was trying to get tons of ships out of into the outer uh, realm because he felt some immense power there, uh, Palpatine, that is. Yeah. Sheev Palpatine, for all you nerds out there. Yeah. Um, what a terrible name yeah. for a threatening yeah. person. Old Sheev. Which I do love when I, I read through his... Um, they were kind of talking about 
it's essentially mimicking uh, Caesar, you know, by, oh, I don't want this power. Oh, I'll take it until uh, we're in a safer spot and then I'll give the give the power back to you in the Republic and just keeps it for himself and yeah. takes the role of Emperor. Um, but yeah, uh, he was essentially trying to get out to an outer reaches because he was filling some power that was immense there. And some people think that that's was Snoke. Snoke. Um, or that maybe he finds it or connects to it in some way, which is how he's staying alive. Yeah. Um, there's also the whole, uh, my teacher found a way to, you know, stop death or yeah. resurrect it. I think we see some, yeah, obviously so I think maybe that's, in some way he has, it could be something he it. also as simple as a force ghost. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to be a physical representation, whether it's clone or it's, uh, Something like that, where he just connected to that mm-hmm. strong thing. You could even, I mean, because uh, Ian, Mc, but Ian, Ian, Ian McDermott, McDermott uh, he looks younger now than he did when he played <laughs> originally yeah. in the fucking seventies and eighties. Um, you could do a flashback, yeah, probably. Like even start the movie off with like him feeling something and going that way. But and there's uh, also the option that Snoke was had Palpatine like captured in him like his force ghost mm-hmm. and then by killing him it released him <laughs> could dun, yeah. dun, dun. i don't know I'm still there, i mean there's a lot of stuff they could do that one that one's still kind of baffling to me i'm still kind of like stewing on yeah. that one everything else seems like almost i still would love to see the ray heel turn kylo go good mm-hmm but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't think that's. Gonna I don't happen. think that's what's gonna happen. I think we see it, her become like the ultimate Skywalker Jedi thing, especially after uh, Daenerys uh, Mad Queen. Yeah, I don't um, think we're gonna. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna do that with every female powerful lead. <laughs> it would kind of make it. <laughs> All right, this is getting redundant. Here, yeah, come on, guys, knock it off. Um, we also got from my sister, uh, Angie. Which Marvel movie is the best? It's a simple, one nice simple question. Mm-hmm. What's your uh, what's your favorite? Which one do you think is the best? Blade Two. No, I'm just playing. Um, you monster. <laughs> it's actually not bad though. Guillermo del Toro, right? Yeah, Guillermo del Toro. I've got a soft spot. You cannot it. be mad at that. Like, <laughs> I'm assuming she means like the Marvel the Cinematic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she ju- she just started watching them, but she's watching them out of order. Yeah. She's watched Iron Man Two. Infinity War that's, and Black Panther. It, it hurts when she when she told me that. She's like, "Do you have any of these movies?" Like, bitch, please come on. I of mean, um, my personal favorite is. <sighs> Fuck them. That's shut up, fucker. <laughs> Sorry, <it's>, uh, <laughs> I can't help that. I gotta. Actually, I can't. If, if I took my fucking medicine, I would. I wouldn't cough so much. Take care of yourself, man. <laughs> Don't do this to me. Um. I'm gonna start making you do like vocal practice, vocal lessons before. Every- <laughs> <laughs> Just How now, Brown? Okay. How now, Brown? Um, but no, uh, is is uh, Winter Soldier personally? Okay. Um, I enjoy the the flip of uh, Cap having to learn. Uh, the new world kind of situation. And you see him going from like basically boxing technique to all the different martial arts styles. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the whole, um, essentially the argument of going from being a soldier and a, uh, essentially a pawn for the U S government because he's so, uh, holy, like, you know, I'll follow whatever you guys asked. So questioning his own government and questioning that concept of, uh, privacy and safety versus freedom yeah. argument that 
that that whole movie kind of revolves around that I really enjoy where he starts kind of getting that paranoia of, uh, well, they're watching everyone and they've got, they're keep upping their weapons and how much they're tracking everyone in order to keep us safe. And then yeah, in the uh, wrong hands is yeah. not a good, Hydra. Uh, oh, isn't very good, but yeah. For the, Spoiler uh, alert, I Angie. Yeah, she's not gonna listen to this. <laughs> she's gonna ask questions. She's not gonna even listen. For uh, for th- those reasons, I I probably still put that one up. At my, which I haven't rewatched it again in a while, and since I've seen the newer ones, so I it might have lessened now. But uh, in initial watch, I was really uh, surprised by how well that was that kind of theme and provoking idea was done in that which i believe it was the first russo, russo brothers yeah. uh film of it so i mean obviously everyone else was fairly impressed with it too enough to kind of let them yeah, lead the helm with the rest they um yeah I, I, I honestly i watched it not too long ago uh it still it holds up like it's still one of the for me one of the top five top yeah, yeah top five and for i sure. mean it ties directly into like the whole argument within civil war as well. But, exactly. But, um, I'd go honestly, um, Iron Man, the first sure. Iron Man movie. I think one is one of the most, I mean, it's so fucking watchable. Like it, which is not, it sounds like such a simple thing to say, but like, it's a movie that as soon as it's over, it's not a movie where you like, Oh, I just want to watch this part or whatever. It's, this is a movie that I could watch mm-hmm. and then rewind it and watch it again. I think it's almost perfect. It's for me. It's starting to feel a little dated. Really? Uh, when when last time I rewatched it, kind of my favorite um, Iron Man moment, which thrown out here, is probably in the second film when he has has essentially the montage of him uh, trying to create the new element for his chest. And he's watching the old videos of his dad. And, yeah, that is a really good um, moment. I. I I don't know. For some reason, that one always sticks in my head pretty well. Um, uh, but yeah. Well, I, uh, if we're going with Iron Man moments, uh, since, uh, since he's gone now, it's, yeah. what's your favorite Iron Man moment? Avengers, the first Avenger, the wormhole. Yeah, because building up to that, whenever you know, Cap's like, "You're not the guy to take the fall. You're not going to sacrifice yeah. yourself." Uh, <coughs> damn. Um, <laughs> sucks. Uh, but yeah, I go with Iron Man. I think it's an utterly watchable movie. I think it's so fucking fantastic. Um, uh, next question is from Nick Rommelfinger. And it is, uh, who would we cast in a live-action Zelda movie? <laughs> Frodo Beckins. Now I'm... Uh, <laughs> yeah! Huh, I actually... Uh, so I had... I Anyone who down. hates ceramics. Yeah, those bastards. They own it. He's a bastard. Such a dick. Um, I figure we just got like the three main characters: Link, Princess Zelda, and Ganondorf. Yeah, right. That yeah. seems like yeah. the because if that you works. go if you do a deep dive into that, that's like an entire episode on its own. Um, so for Link, I have uh, Thomas Brody Sangster. No idea. The kid that played Jojen on Game of Thrones. Okay, I think he was solid enough in yeah. the show. Yeah, he's got and a- he ultimately is sort of playing a uh, Link esque character 
going on uh, an adventure for a cause he believes in. Yeah, he, he's he's got that uh, slight build of a fae like fella. Yeah, uh, and he's a in fae like fella. Yeah, yeah. Threw that out there for you. <laughs> Shirts coming out soon. Fae like fella. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um. Yeah. So I mean, I could see him. Uh, that that would work all right. Uh, he you got, like, he's got like elvish quality. Yeah, that's what I'm it. saying. Like he's got that that yeah, uh, the look light build is shorter. And he's a good, he was good. He was a really yeah, solid actor in that. Actor. I think he could do a good job with that. Um, uh, yeah. what about you? What do you think? That's a really hard one to kind of just pull out of the air. Uh, for me, um, because uh, yeah, I mean. I could have been nice and warned you about this prior. To yeah, the and could have, so I could have uh, thought about this more. You might give you a made a list. Like I, you, I'll give you, you my Princess Zelda real quick and maybe right, just do for a minute and see what you got. Uh, Princess Zelda, I've got Ella Fanning. Ella, Ella oh, Fanning. L Fanning. L Fanning. L Fanning. Yeah, her. Her. Yeah, I think she's. A, I think she's a good little actress. I think. Um, I think she could pull it off pretty well. She. I mean, she already plays Princess Aurora. In the really crappy Maleficent movie, but she does a good job in that movie. She's also good in, um, oh fuck, what's it called? Neon Dream, I think is what it's called. Something to that effect. And she's also really good in uh, Super Eight. Yeah, Super Eight's good. Yeah, I mean, she's. I mean, she. I, I, besides looking, the part, she's a good actress. That's the, that's the in fan casting. Like you don't. Yeah. It, for me, like. It's not necessarily about who looks like the yeah. character the most. It's I mean, about who can perform well. Yeah, then there's no point. Yeah, it's worthless. Um, oh. Yeah, keep going. You uh, use Ganondorf. I'm um, sit here and well, I kind of thought of uh, lost on Ganondorf a little bit. It's I mean, obviously it's gonna be CG. It would be CG to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah uh, I guess I could do practical yeah. mostly, and then CG the face and shit like that. Um, Depending on how so you, close to the. You're looking for a voice actor for this one. Not a voice actor per se, but an actor to just do the voice. So you need somebody who's intimidating, mm-hmm. who sounds intimidating, who... I don't want to typecast him. What about Josh Brolin? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't hate Clancy Brown. Yeah. Who's that? Yeah. That's old Mr. Krabs. He did the voice of Surtur on Thor Ragnarok. Ooh, you're right. That would yeah. be pretty good. Yeah, he yeah, did a pretty like decent that. job. Uh, and he's got that kind of gruff, deep voice. Um, yeah, voice actors. I can throw that out all day. Um, <laughs> Kevin Conroy. <laughs> nah. Mark Hamill. Hamill, I think, might be a little too... Jokery. Too hammy. Yeah, for, you would uh, need some. I mean, he's I mean, Gandorf, but he's still fairly serious villain phrasing. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think I'm probably with you on the old Jojen there for Link. That would probably be fine. Although, I mean, it depends because it depends on how they do it. Because Link essentially doesn't speak in most of the games. No, I mean, you can't do that in the movie or in the well, movie or a live action show. You could, but it's you're not gonna. You're following this character around. He's not gonna really talk. Yeah, you could have him as a mute, and then uh, the 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 fairy, the CGI does. Okay, most so of the who, voice who for... plays the fairy then? The great fairy or whatever. <laughs> hmm. Lady Gaga. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I was talking about the the one that's with him all the time. Why not Lady Gaga? You just need a voice, right? Yeah, but 
don't know why. Lady Gaga. Because I just watched Ron Perlman. Because I just watched The Star Is Born, and that's what we're We need Ron Perlman because in Ganondorf. All right, I'm fine with it. Ooh, Ron Perlman is Ganondorf. That's my new pick. (laughs) Yoink. He's he's been up there a while. Uh, he's probably past wanting to put on all the uh, prostheses. I don't know if we could find out at Indy Comic Con. Yeah, good. He's he's gonna be there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty okay with either of the uh, El Fanning and and uh, the guy who plays Jojen. Oh, sorry, I can't <laughs> remember his name off the top of my head here. Um, but yeah, Ganondorf, I would. Uh, like I said, it depends if how if they do it. If they do it with a live action, I wouldn't mind having a larger, you know, like maybe even a wrestler type. Batista. Batista obviously has got Rock. better. Uh, Rock's uh, charismatic, but I would like to see him play. I and mean, we're going to see him play a villain as Black think, Adam. I think but The Rock still has like he's just too sweet. He's got too much of a sweet, charismatic face. It's hard to hate the man. I'm yeah. really curious about him playing Black Adam, but like, I don't know. I'm curious for sure. Yeah. Like, I could see him, you know, he can be an asshole when he can play that well, but like, even when he was a villain in wrestling, he was he, lovable. Yeah. He, he made you laugh. Yeah. He was just dogging on the people the whole time. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that, but. Yeah, somebody like, a, you know, because uh, you, you need somebody who can deliver the lines well. I mean, so Alan Slick Batista would be pretty solid for that. And it, it, I mean, if he'd be up for it, I think Ron Perlman would be pretty good. Yeah. Um, but if they do full CGI, which I'd be almost... Like, I wouldn't mind seeing, like, because uh, Ganondorf's got kind of a uh, darker complexion. Uh, he's bigger, like... Idris Elba? Uh, Maybe that, or like even going like with some of the Bollywood actors, like that That's one true. guy that um, uh, they want that, that, that a huge actor wanted from Wolverine. Wolverine that would be pretty good. Like yeah, that. uh, I don't see someone new. Yeah, because you know he's got kind of a uh, a little bit of that look to him. You want to do one more, one last question? Sure. Sound good? Michelle sent us some too, but we can do. We'll do that on the next episode. Uh, hers are fucking hilarious. I love them. All right. Um. What's our favorite Tarantino movie? Hoo-hoo. Yeah, they got Once Upon a Time in uh, Hollywood. And, and Hollywood Once coming up soon. Yep. Um, personally, my favorite is probably Reservoir Dogs. Just, I I don't know, I enjoy it. I mean, I like most, if all, not all of his. Yeah, there's really not one that really. I mean, Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction probably are the top tier. My top, top two favorite uh, um, they're the ones i come back to the most often and rewatch um for me probably pulp fiction it's honestly clo- uh Django and chain's kind of close uh be- simply because of leonardo dicaprio's performance in it um but yeah i, I definitely have to, i think i'd definitely go pulp fiction yeah definitely definitely pulp fiction definitely definitely uh let's see what uh what other ones could we go with here though uh I'm trying to think of the Tarantino uh, log of films here. Uh, got obviously Reservoir Dogs, uh, Pulp Fiction, uh, Kill Bill 1 and 2, Django Unchained, Inglorious Bastards. Uh, what else here? I'm missing plenty, I'm sure. Um, Shit, Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. It's a newer one. There's Jackie some, Brown. Jackie Brown. 
He's done. This is his ninth film. Okay. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Hateful Eight, Django Unchained, Kill Bill Volume One, Kill Bill Volume Two. Uh, I know. I'm trying. I'm just going back through it. Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, Jackie Brown, and Glorious Bastards. So that's it. Yeah, yeah. So that's all of them. Um, doesn't it feel like he's done way more yeah, than that you would think so I know he's produced you know and yeah whatnot. if we go into the producing bit of it that's yeah. a bit more but which I mean uh, for his production one uh, Hero has always been a, a good one of mine I don't think Jet- I've ever seen that one Jet- Jackie Jet Li rather yeah Jet Li uh, film um, but it's really cool it does the Tarantino kind of callback situation um, but it's really cinematic in that it's essentially a guy a warrior coming in front of a king uh, re- relating to him, each person uh, that was an enemy of the kings that he is, or emperor, that he is killed. And for doing that, he gets a gold chest and gets to move closer to the king. Uh, and essentially, it's him retelling each story. And each time they go back, the the whole scene has a, a color theme. Um, so that's kind of a really cool visual. Like the, all the scenes will be green, or all the scenes will be blue, where like everyone's clothes are blue, there's the lighting's blue, uh, and it's it's kind of cool. Um, and then obviously it's for a ploy of some sorts. But uh, yeah, hero and yeah, because what he produced Sin City as well. Yeah, I believe so. And from yeah. dusk till dawn. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, his core movies out of his nine films. Uh, well, eight films we haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, although he says that is the closest he's gotten to uh, Pulp Fiction. Um, yeah, I've heard it got like a 10-minute standing ovation or something. I, I'm so stoked to see um, it. Um, but yeah, I think um, <clears throat> Pulp Fiction. It was it was the first Tarantino movie I watched was yeah. Pulp Fiction. And it's still, I hold it very close to my heart. I love that movie. Yeah, I kind of tie Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction together because, I mean, you can... It's sort of what got me into, like, film. Like, you know, I always go back to, like, getting into nerdy shit, which my mother introduced me to the 1989 Batman movie. Um, But, like, as far as my love of movies, like, film and how it's made and what they do, storytelling, all that shit, it really, I, I can almost pinpoint it right to Pulp Fiction. Um, such, Such a great movie. I love that movie so much. Yeah, uh, yeah, with like Mr. Wolf uh, is, you could say, you know, that situation happened before he's Mr. White. Yeah. Um, you know, just a lot of those characters can tie over to each other. In exactly. It is. And I mean, they it's do cool. to a certain extent. Because, yeah, that's a really, like, he built this universe almost by accident. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So that's our favorite Tarantino movies. Yeah. Um, so I gotta ask which, you one. I, I gotta ask you. Okay. What were you gonna say? What were you gonna ask? Say, what were you gonna tell me? I love. Uh, I love heist films. I don't know why. I like, do like heist films. It's always like, even if they're time. Those heist. are really great for uh, time heist. Uh, really great. Uh, you mean Back to the Future was full of shit? <laughs> uh, rewatchability, like for some reason, like Gone in sixty seconds was something. Oh I my played. god! Me and Michelle were talking about that the other day. Over and over again. Fucking love that time. movie. It was like kind of my. I don't know what to watch. I'll throw on Gone in 60 Seconds. Uh, Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, and so a, all three of them. All the, yeah, even though, I, like, yeah, 12 is, I mean, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I lose it a little bit on 12. 13 is a little better, but not really I can rewatch much. them over and over again. It's only better because, like, they put Pacino in that movie. I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. Um, yeah, I do love Heist films, too. But, um... That's my, why I liked Ant-Man more than I thought it was. It ends up being a it is, heist film. It is really good. I, I need to go back and watch that. The, 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 that movie, it? I didn't. I hate it when I watched it. Yeah, because I went, I went. 
the day before I watched Mr. Holmes with um, Ian McShane or not McShane. No, that's not uh, right. Ian, Ian McKellen. McKellen. Uh, I watched that Ian movie. Mc, all right. Yeah, you're close. <laughs> I just uh, watched uh, off camera with Sam Jones with Ian oh. McShane. So it's. But uh, I watched that, and the next day I went and watched Ant Man, and I was like, "Ugh, this what is this dreck?" And then <laughs> I have seen film. And then I watched uh, watched it again. I'm like, "All right, it's a little funny." And then like as I've watched it more, I actually enjoy it. Moves up my list every time I watch it. Um, but yeah, so that does it for this episode of What Were We Talking About? Go follow us on Instagram at three WTA Podcast, and also on Facebook at OG three WTA Podcast. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your way out. If you have any questions, theories, or ideas you want to send our way, you can drop them directly on our Instagram or Facebook. Or even just toss us an email at about at gmail.com. You can also hashtag 3WTA Podcast on any of your social media with whatever you want to hear our thoughts on. Also, if you're feeling generous, you can help support the show by heading over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash 3WTA. So until next time, I'm Jake. I'm Joe. What are we talking about? 